One Space Love podcast for the love of music, lifestyle and well-being while caring for our planet. On this podcast, I will be chatting with musicians, artists and creative minds that are living life on purpose while doing what they love. You're listening to One Space Love Podcast, and I'm your host, Stephanie Pappas. Welcome, Anya Tyrrell, to the One Space Love Show. So good to have you back. How are you? I am so excited to be back. I'm good. (laughs) How are you, love? I'm really good. And you're a very dear friend of mine, so I want to say that and feel very blessed to have crossed paths with you. Last time we chatted in 2020, it was when you brought out We Call You Now. I mean, what a ride it's been since then, and I've been privileged to have witnessed it. How are you feeling? Yeah, Yeah, I can't believe that was six, seven months ago now. Like, it doesn't actually feel like that long ago, but it is. Yeah, because that's been a, in one sense, it feels like it only happened yesterday. And then in the other sense, it feels like time has been really long because I think, you know, we haven't been out touring and doing festivals and things. So it kind of feels like it's released, but I haven't really been out too much with it. <laughs> yeah. If that makes sense. Completely. I mean, it's a very unusual time. And I think, what is beautiful about that is you've really adjusted and adapted to the new time and, and really been able to still step in your lane and, and been doing incredible things from sitting kind of like the place where you're sitting, you've been able to still make a difference all around the world. So you want to share like some of, we're going to go into what's happening right now, but what are some of the highlight moments for you over since we last chatted? Yeah, I, I suppose, I mean, I just continue to show up and do the work, you know, um, I think I, I don't know, like I'm, I, I come from hard work and, you know, poverty really, you know, in my family and we come, you know, and so sitting still and doing nothing was never going to be the option for the last year. So I think I just dug in and really listened to what people needed. And I had already been doing, online uh concerts for like nearly a year or two years prior to covid anyway so i knew people i knew what it meant to people to show up online and be in a space with them and so yeah i continued that and um the only difference is i've moved it over to a platform called patreon and mm. kind of took a big risk really in doing that because i didn't know whether people would follow me there or whether i'd just be sitting there by myself um <laughs> having a cup but of it's tea actually, yeah moving over there has been absolutely incredible because around me has come people that really support my art and value what i have to say and contribute and so at a time where you're kind of in this void of silence as an artist because you're not out there on the road having these conversations. I have a really epic, dedicated group of fans that just really pump me along as well. Mm. And 
financially it's been given me the opportunity to keep releasing stuff so we call you now happened because of patreon and this new video that i'm releasing has happened because of patreon support so at a time where i think a lot of artists are struggling to have money to put anything out there it's been a really powerful way to do it and I haven't had to rely on grants or governments or mm. arts councils deciding whether I'm good enough it's people deciding whether what I have to say is good enough and there's yes. like an incredible power in that like I haven't had to sit there and write applications to the Australian council and prove that I'm Australian enough for them because normally that's <laughs> the issue and then I haven't had to like email Ireland and be like oh by the way I'm Irish but I'm abroad and I like need some help yeah, it's yeah. just more like people who back the message that I have and also want to hear me say the things I want to say so mm. like we call you now says a lot you know and but it was backed by the you know they my Patreon crew there really gave me the the confidence to be like no people actually need to hear this and want to hear it and um so that's been really powerful I suppose in the last year of not doing stuff in the way we had normally done stuff I found a way to do stuff that's really really meaningful to me and meaningful to the fan base that follow me there yeah beautifully said because I think that you just kept definitely kept showing up and kept being authentic and speaking the truth and you really were held and held space for your listeners. And it's it's a cup of tea that they can join almost for a, a price of a cup of tea on Patreon. So I really, you know, ask you all that are listening, if it's resonating with you, please go over to Anya Tyrrell's Patreon page and join in every Sunday. You've been doing it. What are you up to? What number are you up to now? This is our 141st week today and tonight will be. Tonight, and, yeah. Yeah, and I love it because, you know, it started before COVID, so some people it's still a regular thing. And then other people that come to just find it, they're like, I get these beautiful messages from people that have just joined up and just attend one, and they're like, oh, my God, it's like having a house concert and I don't have to, like, mm. put on a spread for everyone or it's like sitting down and having your own little and and they all chat and like the relationships between people in the patreon have grown over the years of them attending the virtual cup of teas on facebook and then here and and just what it's a really nice thing to show up every week no matter what you know like yeah. to dedicate yourself to whatever is going on in life we can always make excuses as humans to not turn up to something, you know, but it's kind of this thing where I'm like, not every Sunday I carve out some time to do that. And it's, a, um, yeah, what's, it's, one of the, it's, what's one of the, cause I know like watching you that there's and knowing you that there's been some Sundays when you've really just turned up and, and made it happen. What's one of the like craziest, you know, moments where you've actually been able to show up, but it was a real commitment um, to your responsibility to show up. Well, I, I suppose this these past month has been hard. I lost my yeah. auntie at home in Ireland um, to COVID and that really hit me hard because I wasn't allowed to go home. And I, I didn't know whether I could turn up. I was in such a place of grief and I was like, how can I hold space for anyone else? You know, but grief is a human thing that we all go through mm. so when I turn up it gives everyone else permission 
to be like, oh yeah, I've had grief. I have this, you know, like it's, I just reflect back the humanness of what we're all going through, you know, like I'm just a messenger. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That is so beautiful and so vulnerable. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I could tell you like crazy times on the road where I've had to like stick a camera in my face or whatever, whatever, Mm -hmm. but I, I do know these past, this past month having to turn up when I've really, yeah, felt very deeply sad and, and, you know, but it is real, like in every corner of the world, we're all coping with COVID in different ways. And Australia, we've been very lucky. So in a way for, I have Irish people tuning in and German people and uh, Americans and all over the world. So it's I'm not just speaking to an Australian audience there. And in a way, it's good for Australian audience to hear the reality of what's happening in other places, because we are really lucky. We're really lucky here, you know, and um, but you can't escape. I think when you have to turn up every week like I do and, and my audience turns up every week, it's not just me. You know, sometimes people aren't there every week. But but when you make that dedication, you know, you have you get the real you know a really real expression of what is going on in the world at that time and place you know not just it's not just about me you know it's yeah I'm the one there singing songs and taking requests and talking shit you know but (laughs) but like yeah I think that's been it was a profound experience the last month with that Mm. Mm. well you know thank you so much for showing up and through those challenges and being vulnerable to share your grief and be received by the community as well must have been really nice to be Mm. received in that moment in those moments so born to do this actually came through you two years ago Mm. can you go there now like was this when you met uncle magpie um, actually, the song was written and finished prior okay. to meeting Uncle Magpie, which, um, yeah, and we were on a walk and Uncle Magpie told me the story, uh, the grandmother dreaming story, mm. which I can tell you about in a minute, but I was like, wow, that's so in line with a song I have and wouldn't that be amazing and um yeah, so the song, I recorded the album that that's off, uh, Return to the Sea in Ireland two years ago. So we went on a road trip around Ireland and and that song was there, but it wasn't in fully finished form. Mm-hmm. But um, when we were touring around, we were at this beautiful cottage and uh and, and the final bits of it kind of came through. But when we left... Ireland to come back here we had the drums and the bass and um, the guide vocals and everything set to it but the song had no swearing in it (laughs) Uh, yeah it was a clean version of the song and um, and in the final mixing and mastering of the album that was the last song like we we had like all the other tracks done and dusted, but we just kept putting Born to do this on the like long list of the things that we needed to finish. Yeah. Because I think neither myself or my producer, Mark, felt like it it was good, but it hadn't hit the mark. The mark, yeah. Yeah. And um, at that 
time I was uh, flying, I was living up here in the Northern Rivers and Mark is in Melbourne. And so I'd fly down for a couple of days and we'd do some work and then I'd be touring or I'd be doing, I'd just fit it in around my schedule. Mm -hmm. And I was invited down to sing at the Repeal fundraiser in um, in Melbourne. So repealing the Eighth Amendment was um was a movement in Ireland two years ago to, um, well, a year and a half probably now, to uh, get rid of our archaic laws on women reproductive rights. So in the 80s, um, they brought in this Eighth Amendment, which was just incredibly dangerous for women, very oppressive, and um, caused a lot of deaths of women and children because of it. Um, So we've been fighting for decades to get rid of this and this big movement happened around the world uh Irish women it was literally like this sort of like awakening like we were just like from all the corners of the world where we were all these Irish women were just like hold on a second this has to change Mm. so uh, the voting laws in Ireland are that if you're not living in the country you can't vote so we were holding fundraisers all over the world to fly women home that were eligible to vote. And you, you, couldn't, you couldn't be eligible if you had left the country more than six months ago. So like someone like me, I couldn't fly home because I had been here too long to vote. So we were fundraising all over the world to literally find any Irish woman with a passport that could fly home to vote. So I was part of the one in Melbourne and I was singing at it and we raised funds to fly a few people home to vote. And it was really powerful. Like I have goosebumps thinking about that. Yeah. Thinking about that event. And literally from that event, I went up to Mark's house to record. And that whole week had been, you know, an an incredible experience. powerful week in my own personal life as well I I am a survivor of domestic violence and I had to deal with some stuff with the police and courts prior to the repeal thing so like this all happened in kind of like 72 hours all this stuff and then on my way back to the northern rivers I was going up to Mark to lay down some guide vocals for another track and he was just like let's do born to do this and it was like I don't know, midnight, because we had literally just left the repeal thing. And so I went to sing it and um, Mark stopped it. And he just turned to me and he said, if you're going to say something, fucking say it, <laughs> you know, that's exactly what he said. I just love and it. And then he, <laughs> he hit record and the vocals that you hear were done in one take. And all I did was take the raw emotion from they're exactly that's what there's a little laugh at the end of the track because I actually just cracked myself up like at the end of the track because I just was like where the fuck did that come <laughs> I mean it was all the all the protests of all the shit yeah. I had dealt with personally as a woman it all had come to a head that exact week and I and then I was literally in front of a microphone with a song that was saying something but wasn't saying it how it really is mm. and yeah so you just hit record and then that final version of the song is because of that moment you know and then we were just like okay back away from the track <laughs> that's done (laughs) 
And so after that, you know, I had met Uncle Magpie in between this time as well. And so Uncle Magpie had told me about this idea um, that indigenous cultures all over the world had recognized this change, changeover. He had said that, I mean, when he told me the story, this is about two years ago, and he had said a year ago, so now we're talking three years ago, that a meteor had passed planet Earth and that it was a signifying of a changeover from grandfather time to grandmother time, from grandfather wisdom to grandmother wisdom. And if you look at the movements the repeal, the Me Too movements, the calling to action and accountability of of people in higher powers to keep women safe. If you look at the timeline of when this stuff started getting talked about, like Uncle Magpie is spot on. <laughs> like totally. it's, it is. It's that it's that time, you know. And um, so I really. I wanted to include that on the CD and it's, it's only accidental that it's actually attached to the track because we had um, it's, it's, that was an accident in the mastering. We knew we wanted it to be um, in there. So I have on all my albums, I have little hidden tracks on like that aren't part of it. They're just little blips in between like conversations or something funny. So we had had that kids, as a little. Your kids have features, yeah. little kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we had hidden that in it, but somehow in the mastering, it had attached itself to the Born to Do This track. And I didn't go back to fix it because I was like, it obviously wants to sit there. So now when anyone ha- wants to listen to Born to Do This, they have to listen to Uncle Magpie's story first, which wasn't the exact intention, but it was the universe's intention. Clearly. Yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> so, yeah. So and when I played it for Uncle Magpie the first time, he was like, oh, I like it. A little bit sweary, but I love it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it didn't sweary. It didn't intend to be sweary, but sometimes, you know, I think that it's interesting because there's places, festivals, events, radio stations, whatever, that won't play the track because there's swearing in it. And I get that, you know, like there's some places for that. But at the same time, I don't get it because it's like women, we have a right to fucking swear about this stuff that's been going on for centuries. Like, Mm. We have a right to be angry about it. And if that comes out with a swear word, like we shouldn't really be censored for that, you know? And the song has enough light and shade. It's it's not like a rage completely. No. It's just like, it's a standing in my power and saying fucking enough, really. You know, mm. we were born to do this, like, we were born on this planet with equal rights to men. We were born to do this and we're not going to put up with this anymore. And so I, I do get a little bit sort of um, it's interesting to see the reactions and where it is allowed and not allowed to be played and where it's kind of pushed or or, you know, festivals that have come back and, you know, people have said, oh, there is a woman up there screaming fuck you at people and I was like dude (laughs) you know so um 
Yeah. I don't think they'd have said that again to rage against a machine or yeah. know, anyone else that's mm-hmm. doing it. But they'll say it to a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep doing your thing. So bringing us to mm-hmm. now, International Women's Day is coming up. How did this all come about that you, you know, was it your manager or was it your idea that came to you intuitively to now bring out a clip in this time, two years later? Yeah, it's, again, like I can sit here and tell you all these things that were planned, but it's been, I don't know, I I just feel like I'm a messenger that has landed and it's like, okay, this is what you're supposed to do. I mean, COVID did... um, disrupt the plans for bringing out that the, the I mean my album kind of had a soft release in that it really only went out on my own um back my own label my own stuff and after uh going over to the international folk alliance conference in new orleans and all this other stuff that started to line up it was looking like that it was going to be re-released on a label and it was going to get a proper release but then that mm. was hin- that was hinged on me being able to tour Europe and the UK and Ireland because it was a label over there and without be- the ability to be able to tour that it was basically kind of like there's not really much of a point in entering into that relationship to um to re-release it so And that that's the thing I struggled with the most at the start of COVID was that this like thing that I had to put so much love and energy and and commitment and time and it felt like all this momentum finally had led up to this point and then I was going to release this album the way I wanted to release it with, you know, all the proper management and everything behind it and then it was kind of like oh no you're gonna sit at home and sing online for a year instead (laughs) you just love um, that I mean it's just like no no no. we're (laughs) gonna take you over here and I really think you know watching you you just surrendered and went okay I'm letting go and look where it's taken you I mean yeah sorry keep going (laughs) yeah no I I mean it it is because like I mean I had to go through the grief and the loss and the sort of like oh I wanted this so badly Mm. but then yeah I mean the universe has plans and sometimes we like you just have to show up I mean that that's what I mean about I just try to show up and so in discussions with my manager um I had crowdfunded to record that album and I still owed vinyl to a portion of people that had ordered vinyl, but hadn't had the funds to do that. And so Patreon again created the um, funds for me to be able to do vinyl. So we thought, okay, we're going to do a vinyl release of it and Mm. give it a fine give it a proper release with what we can do. And when we do that, we're going to release two tracks and do two videos. And originally Hope Will See Me Through, which is another track of mine, was the one that was supposed to come out first. So that that's the one that was supposed to be coming out now. Um, but I, something happened and uh, my manager just was like about, maybe four or five months ago, she was like, it'd be great to bring Born to do this out for International Women's Day. And then once she planted that seed, I was just like, that's it. Mm. Hope needs to wait. Mm-hmm. We, we can wait. <laughs> we need to be told that we're born to do this first. And then, then we'll the hope, hope comes. 
<laughs> yeah, so, so we started down the path to that and I had actually engaged with this filmmaker, Kate Stroud, to okay. do Hope Will See Me Through because I wanted Hope Will See Me Through as a lyric video. And that she's amazing with fonts. She actually did the font on your T-shirt. That's her. <laughs> <laughs> and she designed that T-shirt, but she hadn't really done a lot of filmmaking. And so I just turned to her. I said, you know, you've done the T-shirt to the track. I know you haven't done a lot of filmmaking. It's not really a lyric video I'm looking for, but do you want to swap songs and do Born mm. to Do This instead? And she just was like, hell yes. Like, yeah. and the International Women's Day, I knew it needed to be a female director and I wanted a female team working on it. And um, and uh, it's just, I don't think any clip or release has ever flowed just like so naturally. Mm. And then when we thought about releasing it for International Women's Day, I, would, I had no idea what would happen in the landscape of Australia in terms of women and Ireland in terms of women. So like what is going on right now in Australia with Parliament and these uh, discussions around who do we believe women? Do we not believe women? Mm. Do we um, back women? Do you back the PM? Like all this like and all this... Uh, structures of patriarchy that allow the silence to continue and continue uh is just being highlighted in a, yeah. like an incredible way right now where we're as women are rising up and saying no like no no you need to be accountable you know and and that's the message of the song and at the same time in ireland we've had inquests into so many things this year around gender equality um i've been part of a group looking at gender equality on irish radio it's been discussed in ways where ireland has never discussed it before like this and then this inquest into mothers and babies homes and how mothers and babies have been treated and children have been treated in ireland for centuries is all coming up as well right at this time you know where we're questioning the stories and the narratives that we've been told as women yeah. and the stories and narratives of the structures that haven't supported us as women and it's just um the timing of all of this bubbling up and then just like this little song you know a few of my Irish you know sisters back home in Ireland have just been like before I had planned to get the video out or anything with all that was going on, there was like, we need this song. This is our song. You know? mm. <laughs> and, um, and that's been really beautiful because I, again, like more so in Ireland, I think as Irish women on radio and Irish women on TV or, or in any place, you, there's so few of us that you don't say anything to disrupt the cart you know, because mm. otherwise you're going to get dumped off of it. And so to as an Irish woman to be releasing a song like this is is like, yeah, I mean, I won't be getting radio support for it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, but we need it. We need that fire. You know, we need and totally. I think that, that that's what's also needed right now here in Australia with what's going on. We need 
we need to be able to it's like a chanting or a mantra or like a you need to be able to sometimes say fuck you you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know in a productive way because yeah. like what that's saying is not is not against anyone it's saying you know we were we are equal participants in this society and we're going to hold you accountable if you do not behave in ways that reflect that back to us, you know? It's interesting because wearing this T-shirt around the house, my youngest, or he's not my youngest, he's the twin, but anyway, (laughs) Alexander, he's been saying the the fuck you word a lot at the moment. And he's like, well, if you can wear the T-shirt, why can't I say it? And I actually like thought about, and I thought it's, I explained it in the way that it's in the intention around it's okay to say these powerful words, but it's what's your intention mm-hmm. around saying it. So I think, you know, yes. your intention is so pure in this song. We will be playing it on the radio and um, <laughs> don't want you, you know, we will fucking be playing this song on the radio and there's no, there's no editing. So the clip comes out um, on International Women's Day. This will be aired after that, but tell us um can you share just the beginning of um, the track, the words that came through um, from Uncle Magpie? Can you just share those lyrics for everyone? I've got them in yeah. front of me, but do you know them? Off by- <laughs> yeah, no, you read them. I'd love to okay. hear you. I don't know if I've got actually. it exact, but. Uh, yeah. We're living in a new time. We're living in the grandmother time, the grandmother dreaming, the change from the grandfather times to the grandmother times. There's a female energy all around the planet and it means most females will be empowered. Mm. We're living in a new time. Mm. We're living in the grandmother time, the mm. grandmother dreaming. There's a changeover from the grandfather time to the grandmother times. There's a female energy all around the planet and it just means most females will be empowered. Good men, they are dying. How do we stop their own hands when the minds are lying? And our sons, they've run to war. How do we teach them of the heroes that have been before? Dear sisters, our women, they are weary. Our mountain holds a river, but a rock shows no mercy. And our daughters, they Naked on the river's edge, tired from trying So how did you, it's, I mean, most women will be empowered. Just the synchronicity that you're releasing this two years later and this timing, I feel that this is the time that the female energy is coming through. I don't want to go too woo-woo on this show, but it really feels like the female energy is coming through and that can be from a male or a female. It's just this this Mm. beautiful power of the feminine coming in. And I love that you actually got to meet with Uncle Magpie before this release and how, how did he feel about the clip and 
Yeah, I, I showed him the clip just to, yeah. Um, yeah, well, we used some of his footage on it, obviously, and wanted to make sure that he was okay with his face and story and energy <laughs> being also attached to, yeah. you know, because like he's an elder and I do respect him and I don't want to be putting profanities out in the world under his name if he's not um, yeah. okay with it. But yeah, he, he had his hands in the air and was delighted with the track and he just said he couldn't think of a better timing for it to come out and that um yeah that this is this is the timing this is it and you know I I look back now when he told me that story and then the release of the song which you know some people have found on their own but I've never really made a big point to this song effort before because I was waiting for a music video I always knew that I wanted to do a video to this song and um yeah I look back you know even in those let's say three years that it's been in the making in the process of this song everything he said is coming true mm. you know even in my own like I can see the power which I've started to stand in and the power of women around me standing in although we always had that power inside of us we weren't taking those positions of power we weren't you know um or maybe owning it like yeah as much as we're all well, owning yeah. it now and really i i mean I, I don't I don't want to swear again but I think this one does actually <laughs> call for it it's like there's no fucks given and a lot of fucks given at the same time and I feel like <laughs> a lot of women have come to this place where we're like you know and it's varied in age like some people are like oh it's it's when you get to menopause or when it's perimenopause or it's or it's when you're 30 or when but I look at some young I feel it in my like, daughter <laughs> like yes yeah I look at my daughters yeah and I look at my younger sister who's 23 and I look at you know some of the older generations of of women and 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 uh, look around me and and so many of us has got to this um, empowerment like uncle magpie said in the last three years like there's really and i think as well there's a sisterhood you know the patriarchy pits us against each other all the time it's mm. how it works you know? and it's the same with colonization what you do is you pit against the vulnerable people against each other do you know like it's how the structure is of power continue to work and like I look at Ireland and the movements in Ireland towards gender parity on the radio and there's been so few spots for women on Irish radio for so long that we've all been in a way in competition with each other but this year we've all just been like we are sisters and yeah. we are demanding that we are all heard on radio there's seven percent Irish women to 93% Irish men on Irish radio. That's what the statistics and data mm, said. I got goosebumps. And we were like, yeah. <laughs> and we were like, we want 50%, which holds space for all of us to be heard on radio. And 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 I think those changes have slowly been happening over the last few years so that we know that our sisters have our back when we say these things. And it's not just one of us. Like I feel like if I had released this video two years ago, like I would have just been this one crazy person saying this crazy shit. But now there's so many more women who are saying the exact same things in all different art forms and in different 
um, ways and medias. And so I'm not the only crazy one saying, fuck you, we were born to do this. People are saying it in all their different ways, you know? <laughs> Thank you so much, Anya Tyrrell, um, for being on the One Space Love Show. And do you want to point everyone to where they, they'll be able to, you've got a, an event happening up in Byron where you're showing the clip on Monday night. So this will be yeah, aired so after that, but we will, I'm sure you'll have, um, you, mean you can mention it, but this will be aired after <laughs> that. I just thought about that. But um, right. where can we direct everyone to, to watch the clip? Can you just plug all your little channels now? <laughs> yeah. yeah, just YouTube is probably the best and um, it'll be up on Facebook at Anya Terrell Music and I'm sure Instagram. Beautiful. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the YouTube I probably is the best place to get it and share it. And um, yeah, I, I think it's just, uh, I tried to include as many generations and, and uh, versions of women as I could in the clip. And we have a token man because like, while I'm saying all of this, like men can be feminists too, you know, like, and that's why need, I was making my know, point. Yeah, it's 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 that feminine energy that it's time for now, empowering yeah. that energy. So yeah. So did you include we need, the male in the clip? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and to me, it's like half of the song talks about men. Like if you yeah. listen to the lyrics, and half of the song talks about women and how the patriarchy, the patterns of the patriarchy are dangerous for both of us. You know, so this song isn't just, you know, it's fuck you. We were born to do this as well for including our men that want to support women's voices, you know. So I think that it was really important for me to include, you know, a, a feminist man. Like it, it's it's a it's um the song is for all of us. So, yeah, I I, I hope that I included enough voices. We I. I tried our best to get everyone we could and I hope that you see yourself reflected in some way in the mm. clip because it to me that's what it's about yeah so beautifully said and I absolutely cannot wait to see this clip and and I love that you said that we can see our mirrors in it that's how I felt from just seeing the little promo that you put up on Instagram it just gave me that feeling of yeah, oneness and connection with everyone. Mm. And I think that let's just wrap it up. It is an empowered time for us all to start standing into our own lanes and speaking our truth. So tell us about this email that I, you know, that you got that came through early hours of the morning from the president of Ireland. <laughs> yes, that kind of blew me away. Because again, you're just in your own lane doing your thing. And yeah. because... In a way, I kind of feel stateless, like as I was saying about funding, like Australia doesn't really consider me Australian because I have an Irish accent. And then Ireland is like, oh, she's over there. So like, I'm, so in a way, like what I do doesn't really get championed by either country. I got to champion my own shit, you know, um, but also in a good way, it leaves me out of expectations. So I can kind of do my own lane really well, but it does leave me sort of in a way outside of like anyone uh, influencing that or really knowing what I'm doing. So when the president emailed me, I looked at it like, like we just say that again? Like, when the president emailed me, 
And this is not just like a president. He is our hero in Ireland. His name is Michael D. Higgins. And we call him our, 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 our feminist president. He's like, he is amazing. And, and even he was in Australia before COVID and some of his speeches here on Irish, the Irish contribution here and the Irish truth and the indigenous truths here mm. really did inspire. We call, you now. like he, he's just he's incredible. He's a poet. You know, we have a president that's a poet. Um, how so Michael divine. I mean, this. Yeah. yeah. How divine. Mm. So and I I actually knew him as a little kid. He used to read poetry at my dad's um event like musics. So it's just like <laughs> so it's not just like any old like whatever head of state. He's actually an extremely inspiring one and to people like me, we just are like so proud um that he's our president and represents us abroad. And uh anyway, so the president of Ireland emails me. <laughs> And I'm looking at it with blurry eyes being like, is that the president? Like, what? And he's running a virtual um, event for International Women's Day and asked would I contribute something to it. And immediately I was like, wow, how's how's the timing? Because that's International Women's Day when Born to Do This is coming out. But then I'm sitting there going, I can't really say fuck you on the president's social media. It's like, that's kind of like one level of not okay, even though I'm sure he would love the song as it is. So then my head went down the rabbit hole of trying to play it safe, you know, and like just to hope will see me through or something nice. But this rage, raging nah. fire inside of me just kept saying, born to do this. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. And I, I looked back at his brief and you know, the themes of what he was talking about and wants to talk about for International Women's Day are courage, leadership, vision, and power. And I was like, that's all encapsulated in Born to Do This. So um, so I, I went for it and, and I actually did a version with using some Irish non-swear words in place of the the words um fuck you and motherfuckers and we did a live video with some different lyrics so that it would still hold the same power but be uh okay for the president to share and between recording and i have beautiful james bendy who you know here and between my gear and his gear and all this stuff like it just kept like it should have taken like 20 minutes and it took us to like three o'clock in the morning when I finally went to bed and at seven o'clock in the morning I woke up to the kids and I was like why did I send that to the president I was just like mortified and uh and then I was too afraid to look at my email for their responses and his his um his administrator or secretary it had emailed back just to say thank you and it was an amazing rallying cry for our Irish women and I just like that's when the tears started flowing and I was like wow that's that was on on purpose that I was supposed to send that and um yeah of doubting myself and then turning back around and saying no, you've got to go with your gut instinct and then that being okay. So that's been released uh, on his social media. And then we're going back in and going to do a version 
for Irish radio that has the Irish words in it as well. Hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> but you'll re- re-record that. Yeah, just for yeah. for that purpose. I, I, in good consciousness, I couldn't record re-record it in English without the swears because I feel like it has. But in Irish, there's a certain power to some of the words that I chose mm. that have have equal weight. Yes, you know, when I say them, they mean more than just what the word is. You know, and, and we should that, mention um, that you worked on "We Call You Now" with James Boundy, Boundy Sound, and yeah, if you want to capture all of that that's in the previous podcast with Anya Tyrrell um, that you can get on all the podcast channels and so beautiful that he's come in and helped now with this song and that you work together yeah I just sent him a text I was like the president emailed we need I need you (laughs) (laughs) and he's definitely one to show up and and he's definitely one Mm -hmm. to support people that are doing what they love so Hats off to I'd him. asked him to be our token male in the video, actually, but he couldn't make it over to lose more because he would have been. <laughs> he's oh, very supportive. Beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he, he's seeing the mirror and he's definitely a token yeah. role model for it. <laughs> thank so, you. Thank you so much. One space love.